because communication allows us to amplify our art. Because if we know how to speak well in a podcast, we know how to go on a stage in front of a hundred other artists or collectors or whatever the audience is, your art is going to naturally reach a lot more people. Welcome to The Compassionate Creative, the podcast that shares the stories of creative leaders who work to pave a path forward in their industries and do so with compassion, authenticity, and integrity. I'm your host, Charlene Dinger, a fellow creative who is inspired by artists and innovators that push their work forward from a place of compassion. I hope you join me on this journey. Stay curious, listen with an open heart and mind, and hopefully we will all find some inspiration along the way. Hello again to my lovely listener. Happy Friday to you. Thank you for joining me again on the podcast. I have been really enjoying being back in this space and um, finding new people to connect with, such as my guest today, Brendan Kumarasamy. Uh, We had a wonderful conversation about communication. Uh, Brendan is a communication coach and YouTuber. He is the founder of Master Talk, and he coaches executives and entrepreneurs to become the top 1% communicators in their industry. His YouTube channel is called Master Talk, and the goal is to provide free access to communication tools for everyone in the world. I love that. And we get into that today in our conversation. I asked Brennan about Master Talk, what the inspiration was behind it, what the journey was to the creation of this platform. We talk about some of the exercises, the skills, the tools that we need to become better communicators. Um, especially from the lens of creatives with regards to uh, the creative process and how we as creatives can become better communicators, um, how we can build the confidence to, quote, sell ourselves and just be a little bit more confident when we are presenting ourselves. And I also asked Brennan about how the connection to yourself uh, can also help you to become a better communicator with others. So lots to dive into, so many wonderful gems. Let's get right into it. Here we go with Brendan Kumarasamy. So today I am welcoming Brendan to the show. Hi, Brendan. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Of course, Charlene. It's great to be on. Thanks for having me. Yes. So uh, we are going to be talking a lot about communication. Um, One of my favorites to chat about, obviously, this whole podcast is about communication. Um, So we'll get into that because I feel like there's a lot that you can share uh, with lots of creatives and anybody that doesn't necessarily think of themselves as a creative. Uh, And so before we get into that discussion, I have a question to ask you that I pose of all of my guests. And that is, how have you shown yourself compassion today? How have I shown myself compassion today? That's a great question, Charlene. I would say for me, the, I always believe in this idea that the best lives are often lived by design not by default. And what that means is a lot of people, when they think about every decision they make in their life, they generally optimize those decisions against what other people want to believe in. Whereas I feel for me, every moment of every day is showing compassion to myself. 
Because I look at my calendar on my other screen and I look forward to every meeting. Whereas when mm. I was in corporate, it probably wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. So like setting yourself up in a space where you know that like everything, each and every like endeavor is something that you are passionate about, something you're excited about. I think that's really wonderful. That's beautiful. Oh my gosh, what a treat to be able to look at your calendar and just be excited about the day. That's so awesome. Yeah, it's it's sure. a gift that I know yes. a lot of people don't have, so I'm yeah, thankful for it. Yeah, that's really beautiful, actually. Um, cool. So you are a communication coach and um, you know, a, a, a YouTuber creating this wonderful content, putting some really great stuff out into the world. And, you know, you sort of started this, uh, I know the YouTube channel is called Master Talk, right? Like that's the, and then this is your, your company as well. And, um, you know, you started this to sort of help, uh, executives, entrepreneurs to become more comfortable with communication Um, and, you know, to be able to access communication tools through your YouTube channel. And so can you just start by, you know, speaking to what is Master Talk, sort of what your your background is, anything that you want to share about the inspiration behind sharing these wonderful tools with everybody? Absolutely, Charlotte. And, you know, I always like to start the conversation, especially in the context of your show, by saying I never thought I was a creative, mm-hmm. like by any means. You know, I was 12 years old. It was my last year of elementary school for high school. And, you know, they, they do those yearbook things, mm-hmm. you know, and they ask you, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And of course, the typical answer for a 12 year old is be an astronaut. I want to be mm-hmm. a painter. I want to, like, uh, be a businessman or woman or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I answered? I answered accountant. Mm-hmm. That's because I was good at math and I was bad at everything else. So I right. said, yeah, I'm going to. So for me, being a YouTuber, making videos, being a quote unquote creative, I was like, yeah, this is not this is not what I'm supposed to do in life. I'm supposed to optimize everything and mm-hmm. make good money and retire my mother. Mm-hmm. So, so that's what I did. You know, I studied really well in school, got the best grades, went to business school and I did these things called case competitions when I was 19 mm-hmm. in business school, seven years later. Think of it like professional sports, but for nerds. Cool. So other guys my age, you're based in Toronto, right, Charlie? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So, so lots of the schools, I would travel to Toronto all the time in Canada because a lot of the business schools, they're York and Brock right. and Laurier, they would do these weird competitions where students in suits would have to give PowerPoint presentations for points at a competition. That's what I did while other guys my age were playing basketball. And right. Okay. Baseball. And that's how I learned how to speak. Hmm. But once again, I'm still not a creative. I don't consider myself one. I don't think creativity is anything to do with what I'm doing. Hmm. So then a few years later, when I was 22, as I was coaching a lot of these students to, so that they could do better at case competitions, that's what gave me the idea for Master Talk because I realized that everything I was teaching the students wasn't available for free on the internet. And that's mm-hmm. what prompted the creative aspect of my life in Master Talk. Yeah, that's cool. I love that journey. Um, I love nerds. I think, I think you'd, I've, I'm a total nerd too, you know, like I think there's a nerd in all of us in, in anything that we're really passionate about and um, anything that just like makes us super excited. It's like you geek out on the things that you love. Right. And so I think that can be, that can be anything. So I totally love that. Um, 
And it's so interesting because I think, too, when it comes to being an artist, when it comes to being a creative, I did the exact same thing as you, Brendan. Like, I did really well in school. You know, like, I had my favorite subjects. I always knew that I wanted to, like, help people. That was always, like, the thing that I was like, I know that that's, that's you know, what my, yeah, what my, what my, like, ambition is. That feels like what my calling is applied for all of the schools, got into all of the schools, you know, just kind of like picked something that I thought I like I, w- I applied for like family studies. Like, you know, this was something that I thought I would be good at. Like I had no idea what that actually meant, but I just thought, well, this is probably what I'm supposed to go into. And um, I never ended up going to any any university. I didn't go and study. I picked up my stuff and left the country and went to go travel, went to the UK and, you know, sought out my dance career there. And that was the best choice for me because there's always these signals that are being sent to us. Do well in school, you know, get those good grades do the things that you feel like are going to support you, like get a successful, have a successful career, do the things that do the jobs that are going to make your parents proud, you know, all of these things. And it's just not the path for everybody. Right. Or like if you do end up kind of doing those things, it might take you into a completely different path than you than you would have thought. Right. Um, And so I love that there was that realization that like actually what I'm doing is creative you know what I'm what I'm putting out there is creative you have to come up with these PowerPoint presentations you have to come up with different points and like you're coming you're you're I'm sure you're constantly coming up with like creative ways to communicate these these ideas right and keep it exciting and keep it fresh for people that are visiting the channel and um so I think that's really cool I think it's a cool journey um I just picture you like as a a a little like teenager in your suit being like having your PowerPoint presentation um so I I love that. I love that that was like the beginning of the journey for you. Um, and so like in in the process of sort of creating Master Talk, were there were there any sort of like roadblocks? Were there anything that kind of, you know, you would did you ever hit these walls, you know, often in the in the creative process? It's like we hit these places of like, well, who am I like what is what are my qualifications to be sharing this work like who do I think I am that this this sense of um you know imposter syndrome creeps in sometimes did you ever hit any of those walls when you were going through the process of you know creating master talk and coming up with these different ways and strategies to share um and then if you did how did you move through those spaces by showing yourself compassion. Absolutely, Charlie. You know, I'd love to meet someone who hasn't had any challenges. Maybe I can learn something from them. But, right. but yeah, definitely. I mean, so many. You touched upon a couple of things. So let's go through them. The first one is definitely imposter syndrome. Let me just paint a picture for people who are listening. I was a 22-year-old kid making YouTube videos on public speaking and communication in my mother's basement with no lighting, no budget, no, like nothing. I still hadn't worked in my corporate job yet. So I probably had like $300 in my bank account. Mm. And the person I looked up to on YouTube, this guy named Alex Lyon, he's like hundreds of thousands of subscribers now mm-hmm. in, in my niche. And the guy's 50 years old. 
He's married with kids. He has a PhD in communication, like, and I have a bachelor's in accounting. So, so yeah, did, did I have challenges? De- definitely. Right. So, so how did I overcome imposter syndrome? Because lo- now a lot of the people I work with are much older than I am. So how do we mm. overcome that idea? Here, here's what I always like to say. What is the definition of an expert? Let's start with that. So I'll give you an easy example because you live in Toronto. So it's super easy. Mm-hmm. Let's say I came to Toronto. Okay. And I said, okay, Charlene, what should I do in the city? You'll probably tell me. But I say, oh, you know, I don't really go out that much, but you should probably check out this restaurant or yeah. go here or go to this site. You'll probably tell me, right? Same thing if you came to Montreal and you said, hey, Brendan, what should I do in the city? Mm-hmm. I'll probably tell you. I don't really go out that much, but if you want to go this, go to this restaurant, check out this place, we'll just tell them. But don't you find that interesting, Charlene? How something that we have zero expertise in, mm. zero, we just openly share that information without even thinking about it. Totally. Versus, because like our dads aren't the mayor of Montreal or Toronto here, yeah. <laughs> right? They're not tour guide experts. Versus... When it comes to our expertise, the thing we actually want to share, the thing we spend hours and days and podcasts and all this stuff doing, mm-hmm. we're scared to share the information. So why is there a disconnect there? Isn't that fascinating? Hmm. And I think the disconnect comes from going back to what is the definition of an expert. A lot of people like to think that expertise means that we have a PhD in something, a master's degree, but that's really what society tells us what an expert mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. What is really an expert? I've always believed that an expert simply means that we are one step ahead of the next person in the thing that we are teaching. Mm -hmm. So you could probably teach me a thing or two about Toronto because I don't go there that often, except maybe like Scarborough to visit family. So Mm -hmm. you probably know the other areas a lot better than I do. You probably know a lot more than I do about podcasts and definitely dancing. I don't, Mm. I I dance for fun, but I haven't had a career (laughs) in it like you have. So, So for me, the advice is, and Ali, Ali Gadet says it best, and I'll throw it back to you, is serve one person and the world will give you permission to serve everyone else. I never started Mass Talk mm. for executives. Sure, those are the people who pay my bills today, and I love them. They're great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that's not why I started Mass Talk. I started Mass Talk for the 15-year-old girl who can't afford a coach. Great. Because I thought about the next Elon Musk, because when he was 15, nobody cared about Elon Musk. Mm. So I thought about the next one. Is it the next Elon Musk? Probably like some girl in like Utah or something. Mm. I said, what are we doing for her? And I realized mm. I was the only person who could do that. So I did. I'm like soaking all of that in because it's so important to think about that next generation too. Like, I love that. Who's the next person in line? You know, it, it, it really speaks to that sense of like leadership, that sense of understanding what your role is within, within, you know, your expertise, your, your, your niche, like understanding that you do have something to offer through your experiences, through your education, through all of the things that you have learned, right? And it's like, I'm passing this on um, to the next person, to the next generation. Come to me for when you need that guidance, when you need that assistance, because there's a thing or two that I've gone through that maybe the person before me didn't really get a chance to experience because it's a different generation, um, because they come from a different a different perspective. It's a different lens that they're coming from, right? And so I, you know, I really connect with that because in my work as 
as a coach, as a dance coach, as an educator, as a mentor, it's like I'm constantly thinking about, okay, like, what do what can I offer to like the next group of teachers that are coming up? Because the students that I'm teaching now, you know, that might be what what their career is going to be. Um, and and whether or not it's in dance, whatever it is that they choose to do, it's like, well, what can I offer to them that is going to support them a in like just being a good human being, like in being a kind human being, you know, by by you um producing this content and offering, you know, free uh, communication advice, like helping the next the next generation to understand the importance of communication. Like that's just generating better human beings, really. And, you know, and then like adding on, okay, here are the things that will support you throughout this career should this be the path that you choose. So I think that's really wonderful. I think it's great great work that you're doing you know it's 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 really important work um and so speaking of like these these skills these tools certain exercises um and I think like the 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 thing that really comes up for me is artists is creatives I know in the dance field especially there are lots of times where we as dancers need to apply for grants we need to you know quote like sell ourselves to the people that might be funding our next project um when when it comes to people that don't necessarily have lots of experience in public speaking, in communication, like what are some of the exercises that we can practice, that we can put into practice in order to overcome some of these challenges or like how how can we become better communicators? I know that's probably a very big question. No, you're all good, Charlene. It's a great one. And here's what I would say before we get into the tips. I would say with, with this community in particular, the challenge I've seen with creatives is a fear to even share what we have with the world, mm. right? Because we're, we're tied to that starving artist mentality. A lot of us are, you know, Chris Doe from the future explains this so well in, in the context of the work that he does, where if we, if we can't monetize, of course we can't monetize all the art we create. There might be a percentage of it that's purely just for the craft. But if we, mm. if we find a way to monetize even a little bit of that art, we free up our most important resource. And the resource is not money. It's time, time mm-hmm. to create. So for me, when I, st- when I went full-time on master, which I thought I'd never do, by the way, it's, mm-hmm, I mean, it was mm-hmm. a joke. I was making really good money. Like I had a very different circumstance than most people where, right. I, where I, was, I was actually giving up a lot of upside financially to, to do master. So what I do mm-hmm. it, I did it because I wanted all my time back. I remember to, mm-hmm. like two years into, into my corporate career, even if I loved working there, which is rare also, I would go into these meetings and I would say, Okay, I'm spending two hours a day, three hours a day, five hours a day sometimes in these meetings. Can't I go on five podcasts or 10 podcasts or write a script or do this? I'm not serving humanity in a meaningful Mm. way because I can't buy the time back. I could get the money back by just working more time or driving an Uber, doing something. But the time, I don't get the youth Mm. back. I don't get the 20s back. I don't get the energy back. Mm. So we need to realize first as creatives that the business of being a creative allows us to be a creative for the rest of our life. 
and allows us to yes. fully express the potential we have as creatives. Because I gave myself the gift of saying, you know what, I can monetize my coaching business. I can get, ex- maybe not creatives, but I can get executives, tech execs to pay me money. Well, if enough of them pay me money, I could spend 95% of my money, my resources, my capital to make Mass Talk the biggest YouTube channel on earth. So millions of mm. people in the world can have access to my to my creativity in a way that they don't have to pay me a dime. But I can't get there without money or some way of leveraging my art. So I don't have to work, you know, 60, 70 hours a week at a corporate company to do that. Mm-hmm. So, so that would be my first POV on, on creatives in general. Mm-hmm. And then we can jump into the tips mm-hmm. is share the work. <laughs> Totally. Totally. I love that. And like, and, and, and believe in that, like there's, there's like when you're speaking about it, there's a real sense of, um, confidence there, you know, and I, and, you know, I know that it wasn't there before as you were starting it. Right. Cause that's, that's part of the process too. But I really, really love that. I love that there's like that, just like believe in yourself, like understand that you do have something to offer, understand that there is something that you can share to make the world a better place. And, you know, finding that balance, I think is, is, is a real key there finding that balance between like the time and what you have to invest into it. And so, yeah, that's, that's, that's huge. That's huge, especially for, for artists and for creatives. Um, and so do you do any work with, you know, people that are a little bit more introverted might not necessarily have this confidence. Like, are there, are there things or exercises, tools, skills that you sort of work on? You know, I, I know that it's like my husband and I went to, um, an event a couple weekends ago and, um, it was for a a dance festival and he's going to be doing some work with, with this festival. And he is very much a person that like needs time to warm up to people, like isn't as extroverted as I am. Like I'll go out and like, just talk to anybody. And so there's always this sort of thing where it's like, oh, like I'm not, I'm not great at the small talk. I'm not great at like pushing myself onto people. I'm not great at, you know, selling myself. Um, what would you say to those people in, in, um, in those, those sort of places or those mindsets of like, I, I'm not really good at it though. Absolutely. Charlene. So, so for me, it always starts with the question, whether you're introvert, you're extrovert, you're ambivert, you're, you're all of the above. And the question is simply this, how would your life change if you were an exceptional communicator? You know, a lot of us, when we think about communication, it's usually wrapped into negativity, anxiety, stress. Oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. I got to do this. Mm-hmm. And because we see communication like a chore, we treat it like one. But we don't do that with our art. We don't treat our art like a chore. We treat our art like something we want to do, a way to create yes. impact. Oh, my God, I get to draw, I get to paint, I get to write whatever the medium is, there's an excitement Mm -hmm. around that. So the first step is how can we create excitement around communication? Because communication allows us to amplify our art. Because if we know how to speak well in a podcast, we know how to go on a stage in front of a hundred other artists or collectors or whatever the audience is, your art's just going to naturally reach a lot more people, a lot more lives. So I would start the conversation there. And the other piece Mm -hmm beyond the question is just a couple of easy exercises that really anyone can implement. I call them my easy threes. So the first one is the random word exercise. So the random word exercise is super simple. You pick a word like phone, 
like screen, like eyes, like wall, and you create random presentations out of thin air. And what this does, Charlene, is it improves our resiliency and our ability to think on our feet really quickly in presentations. Because if we can make sense out of nonsense, we can make sense out of anything. So if you spend three, four times a day just doing this exercise, you'll get a lot better. And that's number one of three. Cool. Very cool. And so I encourage everybody to go check out your YouTube channel then and to see, you know, what other exercises, what other tips and skills and tools we can use to to become better communicators. And I was thinking, Brennan, about communication um, and how like how communicating with yourself and that that connection to self you know again I always like to start with that same question for my guest because I feel like it's it's a great way to kind of think about how you've connected with yourself today um do you think like having a better connection to yourself a a, a sort of a more like authentic understanding of yourself helps with these communication skills, these presentation skills, public speaking? Um, and if so, are there, are, are there any like practices that you, you have on a regular basis that connect you to yourself to sort of help generate that, that confidence and that self-connection? Absolutely, Charlotte. I love that perspective is how does self-communication help us impact other people? And I definitely think it is. And I'll explain why from my POV. The reason is because when we ask ourselves more questions about life or just in general, it creates a lot of self-awareness because we start to build and solidify a strong value system, a set of principles in which we abide by. And those principles allow us to push through any fear, any obstacle, any challenge that we might have in the context of today's conversation, which would be to communicate and share art our, our creative talent with the world. Mm-hmm. So the question is, how do you do that? This actually ties in nicely to my second of my easy three. So the first one is the random word exercise. The second one is called the question drill. So the question drill is super simple. Every day when you wake up for five minutes, that's it. Ask yourself one question that you think the world will ask you in regards to your art or in the context of your question, a que- I, said, I said the word question like five times there. Anyways, a question. <laughs> So a synonym for question? Anyways, a reflection around around life. So I ask okay. myself a ton of questions all the time. Some of them, I don't even know if they're, they're worth sharing on the podcast, but I'll give you a couple of weird ones. Like if you had all the money in the world, how would you spend your time? So if I gave you a billion dollars right now, what would you do with your time? You don't have to work anymore. Yes. You retire tomorrow. That changes your frame of reference because everyone's trying to retire for 65, whereas that's just an arbitrary number somebody else put on, on you. And you just say, okay. Totally. So that's one. Mm-hmm. Second one is, you know, if you if you could only achieve three things in your life, what would you want those three things to be in what? If you could only do three things. Mm. So what this does, it gets people really focused. Shit, I can only do three things. Yes. So that that's what I would recommend. And in the context of our mm-hmm. art, I recommend questions around, well, this is too expensive. Or why did you create this? What's the story behind it? If you can start to think about the answers to these questions before they get asked, you'll sound mm-hmm. way better in front of the people mm-hmm. you want to speak to and it'll be a lot easier for yes. you to sell what you want to sell. Mm-hmm. 
It's like, it's like just giving yourself like almost little pep talks and like, just, it's literally just preparing. Like it's preparing to, to have that confidence, preparing to be in those situations where you just have to be like, oh yeah, like this is, this is why I do what I do. And it's coming from that authentic place because it's been that, that, um, you know, you've taken the time for that self-reflection. And so anything that you're going to be sharing is is just you. Like, it's just you in your most, most authentic self um, sharing what, what it is that you need to share. And so I think that's really great because it doesn't, it, it just gives you that confidence, but it's coming from, you know, that, that place of like integrity, you know, honesty, um, which is, everything that I love to talk about and, and, and share on this podcast. So I really appreciate that. I really appreciate you kind of making all of those, those connections. Um, yeah, I think it's great. And I think, you know, there's, there's something really powerful right now in this moment, especially, uh, of using your voice and having the confidence to use your voice. You know, I think of everything that is going on, in America right now and, you know, women and folks that, you know, are fighting for their rights to use their voice and have their voices heard. I think it's, it's a really powerful time right now to be communicating. So I truly believe the work that you're doing is so important and I appreciate you so much for sharing all of your, all of your knowledge, all of your experiences and your, your expertise. Cause it's, it's certainly what the world needs right now is strong voices, um, authentic people sharing, sharing their voices. So I very much appreciate you and the work that you're doing. Of course, Charlene. And thanks so much for having me. It was such a pleasure. And thanks for the kind words as well and the work that you're of doing. Of course. So before I let you go, Brendan, I am uh, going to ask you one more question, if that's okay. And then if you're Please. up for it, a lightning round. Let's do it. Of course. Okay. Awesome. So in all of the work that you're doing, in all of the creative work that you're doing that you never thought would be part of your life, um, what does being a compassionate creative mean to you? For me, everyone expresses creativity in different ways. But I would say for me, a compassionate creative is someone who is willing to have the humility to ask the right questions to the people that they want to serve to create an art that is so unique and special to the people that they want to impact. So that's what it means to me. That was beautiful. You're a very good communicator, Brendan. That was so clear. I had to close my eyes and like absorb all of those words. That was very beautiful. It's like you do this for a living. <laughs> Matt, uh, my God, Charlene, if I wasn't a great communicator, I probably wouldn't do too well at what I do. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. That was lovely. Thank you. Um, okay. Lightning round. One of my favorite parts of the interviews always. Um, Brendan, your favorite method of self-care? I would say favorite method of self-care is probably dancing in between meetings. Yes. Move the energy around. Not as good as you though. Not as good as you, but definitely. I love it. I connect to that so deeply. Um, First thing you do to reconnect to yourself. I listen to two hours of podcasts every morning, Charlene. That's the first meeting of every day. 
cool. for me. So, so that's how I reconnect. I like listening to different podcasts and just being, yes. being conversation. Love that. Love that. To show compassion means to? To show compassion means to understand what the other person truly needs and giving them what they're looking for, not what you want to give them. So, and, and the context behind that, I'm sure you've talked about is the idea of love languages, right? People want to be loved and appreciated in different ways. Some people like to receive gifts. Other people like to be told that they're great. Other people just want you to do the dishes, right? It's, it's different mm-hmm. ways of being loved. So the empathy mm-hmm. from that is really understanding where they're coming from and retranslating your gift so that it's a pure gift for that specific individual you're speaking to or group. Beautiful. Beautiful. In that I hear like really just listening, really listening, opening your ears and your heart. Um, I feel most creative when I? I feel most creative when I have a very specific outcome, which is rare, mm-hmm. which is rare in the sense of we always say that in some cases, Chase Jarvis talks a lot about this creativity with constraints often breeds more creativity. So for me, when I create, it needs to do something. And okay. specific, it's a very masculine energy. It needs to achieve something or else I won't do it. So for example, right. you know, my clients push me to deliver better work for them. And, and that comes up with new ideas, videos. Mm-hmm. Well, I got to post every week. So if I don't, mm-hmm. if I miss a week, so that that's what gets me very creative. Totally. Yes. I love that. And finally, Brendan, authenticity is authenticity is making decisions that are entirely unique to you. Another way that I phrase this, I call this be insane or be the same. If you want to be like Mm -hmm. everyone else, that's totally cool. But if you want to make a difference a little, especially those who have spent 32 minutes with us listening to this, we need to realize that the people who do crazy work, interesting work are often eccentric, crazy, and interesting people. Like, don't you find it odd that I started a YouTube channel at the age of 22, not on pranks, not on music, Mm -hmm. but on executive communication. And then I went to coach (laughs) and I make money. Like I'm not broke yet. I still live in my mother's basement. I dance like an hour a day in that mother's basement. I karaoke in eight different languages. I go clubbing with my family. And I love Justin Bieber. How does any of this make any sense? I love all of that. But that's the point, Charlene. When every decision in your life makes sense to the only person that it should, which is you, you're making the right decisions and you're creating art. You're creating a movement that is entirely unique to your own essence. Wonderful. So lovely to have you on the podcast today, Brendan. I thank you for sharing your time, your energy, all of your wonderful goodness that you're putting out. And I will be sure to link everything in the show notes so people know where to find you. I'm so happy I connected with a fellow Canadian. I often find lots of people um, from America. So it's like a bonus when I when I have a, a fellow Canadian. So I'm so happy to have connected with you. Thank you so much for being being here with me today. Thanks for having me, Charlene. Such a pleasure. Yet another wonderful conversation. I am loving connecting with all of these wonderful people. Thank you again to Brendan for being such a wonderful guest and for sharing so many wonderful insights and experiences around communication. 
If you feel that this episode would be beneficial for someone in your life, someone that you think could uh, learn to become a better communicator, maybe pass this along. And I will be back next week with another Free Flow Friday. In the meantime, stay well and take care. Thank you.